Cowboys and uh, Glenn Stretch Smith joining us now. He had late night. We had some podcasting last night. He was handing out some grades. Uh, hopefully uh, has caught up on a little bit of sleep. I don't know if you're like me, uh, Stretch. You uh, those that I mean. You, sometimes you gotta get up after those 3 a.m. bedtimes early, and then maybe you're just looking throughout the day, how do I ever catch up on this? And the truth is you never do. You never can quite catch up. Now, Stretch, I had some good news for you. We do have the first pitch lineup for the Rangers. Ian Kinsler will throw the first pitch out to Derek Holland tomorrow night, and then Thursday, Michael Young will throw to Colby Lewis. It's kind of interesting. Why would you not have your pitchers doing the throwing? But that's okay. And then Friday, if necessary, stretch Tom Grieve throwing to Benji Molina. That makes more sense since he was a catcher. Uh, stretch, are you caught up in all this Rangers right now? Or are you uh, are you enjoying this? Well, you have to be excited. I mean, how they're playing and the fact that I, I don't think anybody anticipated that it was going to be a a uh, you know a two o two o start. I, I get a kick out of out of some of our uh, old work compadres that are doing work in Houston that are you know that thought this was just going to be something like feeding a tic tac to a you know to a whale. I think one one of them said. I think it's kind of humorous, but absolutely. I mean. I think it's good for the state of Texas, what's going on with uh, with both teams. And, and obviously, I mean, you know, there's some uh, little, uh, you know, there's some inner rivalry in there, interstate rivalry. I mean, if you're from this state and you don't like what's going on, I mean, you're brain dead. And then if you can't accept the fact that we live in the Metroplex and excited about a Rangers team that is, you know, come on strong and, and it is hot at the right time, seven in a row. <laughs> How does it get any better than that? Yeah, I hope. I, I bet Nolan is pulling for the Rangers. He certainly went back because of his son and had the association with the Astros again. But now I think he's back to leaning toward the Rangers, and they've got this thing going in the right direction. And uh, the ratings, by the way, for. Oh, one of those games was it yesterday's game, or or maybe the first game, a Sunday game, were just off the charts. The highest league championship series in any league, American or national, since like 2014 or 15. So the rest of the country is liking the Astros versus Rangers scene. I find that uh, I find that to be kind of interesting. And uh, we're all caught up in it as well as a Rangers affiliate at ESPN Central Texas. Now, our buddy Ward Weitz, he's really been down on Mike McCarthy uh, stretch as a play caller. He does not like what he's seeing. You know, Ward's an old football coach. And I I even received a text from him earlier. uh, Ward's kind of weighing in on some of this. The two play callers last night, seeing Kellen, seeing Mike, um, what did you make of that? Because there was a big, you know, it was the it was the rematch, or it was seeing Kellen again after they fired him. What did you make of the the play calling overall 
from the two head coaches last night as the Cowboys survive and win 20-17 to in Los Angeles? Well, I mean, I thought that, you know, Kellen Moore did a great job with his red zone calls. I mean, he got caught the Cowboys in man coverage twice, sent the motion, threw the ball to the flat. You know, guys having to play over guys, having to play through traffic. Um, you know, good, good, solid red zone calls by him. Um, I thought that McCarthy did a, a an okay job with with uh, you know getting getting Dak kind of out in the zone read on the fourth and one. He makes the call. They get the zone read. They get the touchdown. I, I'm not real. I wasn't real crazy about the QB sneak down there. I don't know why guys think that you can just fall forward for, you know, a yard and a half. But, uh, you know, I mean, overall, I thought both guys d- did an okay job. You know, we talked on the podcast about what I feel like my concern is, is I don't know how well Mike McCarthy understands the run game. And, and I'm saying that from a standpoint of, they, they, they're not running the football very well. And in order to win with this quarterback being Dak Prescott over the long haul, you're going to have to run the football and play action off of that. And so I'll give him credit. He did stick with it, even though, you know, it, it, it was not productive from a yardage standpoint. He did stick with it. And so, I mean, I thought they just did an okay job. I mean, nothing that you would say, Wow, that's that that's a heck of a play design there. Oh my gosh, did they really set up to get that match up here? And you know, again, West Coast, Texas Coast, French Toast, whatever you want to call this offense. I, I think it's you know I, I think to Ward's point, it, it probably is frustrating as a you know him being a coach and then a fan of the Cowboys to see him. Uh, you know, really not cut it loose and and show uh, what they can do. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they move forward and see if the Cowboys can get in more 12 personnel, you know, using Hendershot opposite of Ferguson and being able to, you know, line up and impose your will. I mean, this is the second straight game that the Cowboys, you know, their starting five offensive linemen were healthy and, they did a nice job of pass protecting, but you've got to do a better job of uh, of calling the scheming the one scheming the run number one, and then calling the run. So uh, that's what I'm going to look forward to. Um, you know, during this bye week, them getting that, you know, getting the run game going, and then getting some of those pre-snap penalties cleaned up on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Dak made some good throws. He also missed the the one that really could have salted the thing away and put the Cowboys in a commanding position when he missed that wheel route to Pollard, right? Pollard had made that incredible play earlier in the game, and Dak made a great play on that pass where he got away and got the ball to Pollard. But, um, you know, it's one of the things you were talking about last night is when you have an opportunity to hit one of those wide open, you know, and again, I'm trying to remember if Dak was – under duress at all, but he seemingly was able to step into that throw. That's that that seems like a throw 
you just really can't miss in that in that uh, in that scenario. Well, that throw, and then and then early in the game, I mean, on the seam ball that he missed to Gallup. You know, they they've had their red zone struggles, and you know, I know you've heard me talk about this before, but I mean, throwing the ball in tight areas is about driving the nose of the football. It's about controlling the nose of the football, and you can't do that at times when there's you know, you got a little wind, you have the elements. There's no excuse for missing those balls in, in what they've played in so far. And so I think he'll tell you, he being Dak, he's got he's to do a better job of, of delivering that football. And if they're going to get out of this kind of red zone funk um, that, that the Cowboys are in, he's going to have to fit some balls into some tight areas and – He's got to become better and more accurate um, with the football. So, you know, Dak, I've, I've certainly um, been critical at times of him, and, and I've given him, I feel like, uh, uh, the praise and the attaboys when he's done good. He did a good job last night with extending the plays with his, with his feet. He did a good job of feeling the rush kind of getting out of trouble and, like we said, keeping his eyes down the field and hitting Pollard on that big play. But ultimately, we're going to go back to what we're going to say as they move forward after being they're 4-2, and two, have played four of their six games on the road. So they've got it all in front of them, the game behind the Eagles, still got the Eagles twice. I mean, he's going to have to come up with some signature throws and one or two signature wins, and right now he does not have that. And I think that's what frustrates so many people, frustrates Cowboys Nation, and what, quite frankly, I'm sure is a challenge for Mike McCarthy as he moves forward, you know, as the play caller. Glenn Stretch-Smith joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And, um, you know, I'm wondering what is going on with Gallup, he had one that he should have caught. He doesn't seem to be on the same page with the quarterback, and he just does not seem to be a, a true threat right now. Do you think he just maybe not ever come back from that injury? It just does not seem like this was supposed to be a pretty nice three-headed monster, and right now it has two heads at the most. Well, I mean, you make a point. I mean, Cooks played better last night. I mean, CD's a good receiver. Gallup, you know, he, uh, you know, the ball was picked uh, last week on a, on a bad slant route that he ran. I mean, a, uh, a slant route has been a slant route for a long time. Again, I don't care necessarily what offense you're running and, and, and what you're doing. I, uh, it's hard to pinpoint what's, really going on i think that uh when you look at his play he was much more comfortable in you know in in the numbering system where they where they number the routes and you have exactness in the route that you're running and to me it it looks like he's having a little trouble transitioning with you know with a west coast system where there is some there is some gray area there are some routes that are at times you can cut short or you can take a little deeper if you need to take a different seam release. You can come 
into your shallow route a little different. I think he's kind of trying to get used to that and getting used to his role. And, again, that's just me looking at it and what I see. I, I don't know anything and as far as what anybody's saying in the building over there. So I don't think it has anything to do with that injury anymore. I just think that he's trying to get comfortable in, in understanding what his role is in the offense and then understanding – with exactness, uh, you know, what they want when they, again, normal West Coast systems name routes. And so when you're naming a route, that means that you're talking about a concept and understanding exactness in that concept. And I think that he's struggling with, uh, you know, with what to do in that offense. That's just what my perception is. All right. Well, it's uh, – I, I sure would like to uh... – see you know like these tight ends get going i know you like to see um when you're talking about the 12 personnel you'd like to see maybe them that helping the blocking situation kellen moore likes to get those tight ends out there and i thought i mean i thought of you last night when i saw that six was he a six eight i mean that guy uh parham i'm trying to remember which one it is for i mean what a what a what a weapon that could be i mean when you have a tight end at that height who can run and has a little bit of athleticism, that could be a scary advantage. And honestly, Ferguson's a big dude at 6'5 or something like that. I mean, should be a weapon for the Cowboys. Doesn't really seem to be that way yet. And again, I mean, again, the transition from, you know, what is the Ernie Zampese name into protections, numbering the routes to more of a West Coast system, I think it just takes a little time and. Like I said, I think this off week is coming at the right time for the Cowboys. They need they need to uh, you know they need to get healthy. They need to uh, get ready for this push into into, into what's going to be uh, you know what will hopefully be a, a playoff run here. But I think that uh, obviously incorporating the tight ends and getting this running game going is going to be big offensively and then defensively. You know how long is Vander Esch going to be out and then making the adjustments. You know, whether it be with Bell or Fowler, you know, in there at linebacker and then those safeties, they're still going to have, you know, Hooker, Curse. Uh, those guys are going to have a big, you know, they're going to have Wilson. They're going to have to be great tacklers and be downhill guys because when you look at facing the Eagles and what they can do with Jalen Hurts and how they can mm-hmm. do things, they're going to have to be really buttoned up in their run game. All right, they may flip out of that game, by the way, that Rams game coming up. Um, could go from a noon a noon till a, to a night Sunday night football game. So let's keep our eye on that situation. In fact, I think that was going to happen today, so I need to dig in that. Have you seen any news on that stretch? I have not. I, I, okay. I didn't see where that was a possibility, Matt, but I have not. I kind of uh, leave all of the social media things up to you because you're – you know you're such a savant with your with your with your Twitter stuff, so I'll leave that up to you. Boy, I think I felt you were very genuine in calling me a savant with the social media, and uh, was very happy to be tweeting out um, uh, your portion of the podcast today, as well as on Facebook and other social media channels. Uh, Stretch, I appreciate it. Have a tremendous Aaron, evening. Aaron, Aaron, you see how he gives me underhanded compliments? Don't let him do that to me. That's a bunch of bullcorn. <laughs> Let it happen. See you guys later. Later, Stretch. I'll keep him in line. There he goes. Stretch hangs up on us and moves on about his day. Man knows how to make an exit.
Yeah. Somebody's saying they, the problem isn't, Aaron, that Shane Beamer broke his foot. It's that he told people about it. Um, I, I Apparently, I need to look this up, Feinbaum went off on him. Feinbaum on ESPN today goes off on Shane Beamer, who got mad during, was it during the game or after the game, Aaron? After. Uh, got mad and kicked something and broke his foot. Listen to this, Aaron. Um, Paul Feinbaum says, this guy was laughing about it, cajoling, thinking it was like 